Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Reagan Genschieski, bringing you all things Hillsdale Charger sports. We are now joined in studio with a special guest, uh, as we do say every week, but a very special guest as he is the first one of uh, the 2020-2021 uh, school year. Cooper Peterson on the baseball team. Cooper, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? So Cooper is just coming off uh, a fantastic weekend. Uh, obviously, there's no games going on right now. You guys are doing inter-squad scrimmage. But you were crowned champion as of Friday evening of the Home Run Derby. First, just tell us how it feels. I mean, it's, it feels good. It's second time competing in the Derby. So it was really fun to be able to do it again and, you know, put on another show. This year, obviously, uh, you know, you guys – don't get to do a lot in the fall. Obviously, it's just to play against each other, but usually you're playing fall ball, play games against other people. How much did the Derby kind of mean to you guys this year, especially, you know, yeah, people come, it was more exciting atmosphere. Like, what did it mean to you guys to have this thing, especially during COVID? Uh, especially since our season got sh- cut short in the, the uh, spring, so I was really looking forward to the Derby because it would be the first time we'd be able to compete, compete and it would mean something, you know after our season got canceled. So it was really fun to get back out there. And I think what was special about the home run derby was that the alumni were there and are they normally there Cooper? Because I don't think I attended last year. No offense. <laughs> no, this is the first year we've had the alumni bracket. It was super fun to have all the guys out there. There's a couple guys who I played with my freshman year who were seniors. So seeing them in uniform again, kind of took me back to that freshman year. And could you just explain to me, exa- explain to everybody really how the home run derby works? Cause I was looking at this. So you got to hit first round, if I correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, you hit for two minutes and 27 seconds. And that's over some people who had like a minute 39. So can you just explain to me like why the times are different and how that all worked? The the time works, uh, The everyone's time is based on how much money they get, were donated in their name. So we fundraise and every $25 you get donated get, adds one second to your time. And every minute and a half that you get donated, I think Joe is the only one who reached that uh, that level. But every minute and a half, you earn another timeout. So most people had one. I think Joe earned two. Okay. And I'm just dying to know. So obviously, how many home runs did you hit? Uh, 27. 27. That's incre- That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like how for you, um, you know, kind of, have you always seen yourself as a home run hitter? Like, uh, you know, how does this – this, you know, obviously going back to back now, correct? Yeah. Back to back champ. Um, you know, what's kind of your secret? What's your what's your secret secret tip to hitting the ball over the fence? I, I don't really I don't really know. I didn't really think of myself as a power hitter until uh, my sophomore year, and because I've always been someone who's like I've got speed, so I've always kind of thought of myself as more gap to gap, just get to base and go station to station from there, but. You know, uh, sophomore year, winning the Derby, that was definitely a big confidence booster. And then after that, you know, get a little bit bigger, get a little bit stronger, start putting the ball out regularly. So you just kind of get used to it, I guess. We're talking to Cooper Peterson here on Charge Rundown. And uh, Cooper, you know, when you get to the plate, um, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to go opposite opposite field? Um, let's just talk about just a regular an irregular game. Is it kind of based on what, where the pitcher is pitching you, or what's what's kind of your mo when you go to the play? Where are you trying to take the ball? It's a, it depends on the the pitcher, obviously. Some, the guys who you know feature more of a fastball, I'm thinking more middle middle away, and the guys who feature more off speed, I'm thinking about pulling it towards the line. 
but in a regular at bat, I'm not trying to hit a home run. I'm trying to put the ball right. in the gap, and if for some reason I elevate it a little bit more and the ball goes out, that's just a you know, happy accident. And, and here's here's the big question that you see at the professional level. There's a lot of Major League Baseball players that won't hit in the home run derby because they feel like that will mess with their swing the second half of the season. Do you believe that, first of all, and why do you think that would, would cause these players to kind of hold back from participating in such an event that, that can be so fun? I've heard of that. I'm not really sure why professional players shy away from it so much. I didn't feel like I changed my swing much for it, just trying to put get a little bit more under the ball. But at Hillsdale, like we focus on, like you know, ET says, there's no money on the ground, so we're trying to elevate all the time. So, home run derby is just like batting practice for us. And and so I don't know if you know this, but I was working the game art and or the home run derby, and I was taking cool videos because they're gonna make like a cool like hype up video of the baseball team. So I was working on some media stuff, and I think it was right before the semis of your bracket. Cooper comes up to me, he's like. You have any? T- you don't have any tips for me, you know? And I told him it's all about the wrists. It's all about that angle, cause you know, I do. I do right, know. You, you dabble. So I, <laughs> I dabble. <laughs> so Cooper, what I want to ask you is, do you think you could credit me with your home run derby win? You at least deserve thirty five percent of the credit for the home run wow. derby win. Okay, I'll take thirty five. Wh- why thirty five? I mean, it feels like a good number. Okay, I mean, I'll take it. I'm just gonna. You heard it here first. I'm the reason Cooper Peterson. Won the home run derby. So between between Reagan and uh, and obviously your, your coach, uh, it, between those two, they definitely have a lot of the credit there. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you talked about uh, Coach E and and what he's meant to you and and saying, you know, there's no money on the ground. Make sure the ball's getting elevated. What 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 have you taken away from his coaching philosophy over the years that you've been at Hillsdale College, and how has that made you into? At one point, you thought you were a speedster on the bases to now, you know, a power hitter. Uh, Et is big on he's big on letting us play and letting us you know just play the game you know like we were kids and like let us fly around on the field and have a good time and he'll like adjust stuff and fix stuff when he needs to but for the most part he kind of gives us the reins and lets us go so that's always fun to have that much freedom on the field. What about Coach Gordy? I mean, people really like his presence around the around the ballpark. Yeah, we we love Gordy. He's uh he's always a good energy to have on the field and. I see him most uh, when I'm working with pitchers in the bullpen. He's calling pitches for some of our guys. So, you know, it's always a good energy to have at the ballpark. Have you taken a class with Gordy yet? I have not. I need to. Okay, I hear about those classes all the time. I have. You I, have. I took uh, sports officiating with uh, Coach Gordy, and I will tell you there is not a better class on campus to come in and just, and to just chat. Um, he just wants to learn about everyone. The class involves everyone. We talk about everything that's that's going on i mean obviously sports uh mainly but you know he's gonna ask everyone how their day is but an entertaining class mm-hmm. what i mean what have you heard good things about gordy's classes or what first of all emma john on the softball team loves gordy's classes that's all she talks about like i just want to take theory of baseball with gordy and i'm like emma aren't you a math major like <laughs> is that is that part of your major she i hear great things and i don't know i i've never really had a conversation with him but he came up to me and was like how was your summer? And I was, oh, so, so nice. I, I haven't talked to him ever. I think he's a nice guy. But, okay, transitioning. So you guys can't play outside competition this fall, correct? No, we can't. Okay, neither can we. Um, so you guys are playing those inner squads, blue versus black. How has that been? Like, is that, how does it feel, one, to be competing again? And then to be competing, you have to be so 
competitive against your own teammates. How is that? It's it's fun and because, you know, we get to see the same guys all the time at practice and then get to square off against them on the weekends and a couple of days a week. And you develop like a little li- uh, rivalry with some guys like because I'm a catcher, you know, I'll, some guys will like to, you know, try and steal a bunch and like I'll be able to I'll throw them out sometimes. They'll make it sometimes, but it's always fun to like get that energy going. There's a lot of controversy starting with the uh, was the blue and black scrimmage this year as controversy in the way that how the teams were picked. Uh, which team are you on, and are you happy with the status of your team? I I am currently on Rob Zarowski's team. Oh boy, I, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to be where I am. <laughs> of course you are. And if I get drafted by Andrew Verbruggi next week, I'll be thrilled to be where I am too. So oh, that's a very professional answer. But you know that Andrew is terrible at drafting, right? He's historically it, incredibly poor. At okay, drafting. so you're gonna admit that on the radio? No, he yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. The world knows that. The world that's not knows. A I mean, he what he didn't take any any hitters, right? Like Tough. basically, you have the whole, your whole starting lineup. It was poor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. He's good at volleyball. He's incredible at volleyball. <laughs> not great at drafting. It will give him that. Stretch can... at baseball. Is that, is no, that the, he's an incredibly at? talented man at 95% of the things he does in life. So like, You've seen the man play Guitar Hero. It's incredible. I have not, but I, I'll have. We'll have to get him on. Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, but if there was a men's volleyball team, we think Verbruggi would probably be playing volleyball. He'd be the captain. Probably. Okay. Robert's, uh, you're on Robert Zarowski's team, and uh, obviously Andrew too. But getting those guys to come back for a fifth year, I mean, how big was that? That was awesome. You know, it's always good to have like, like Rob's a Rob's a. I, I kind of say he's a quiet leader. Like he's never gonna be like the rah rah guy, like get everybody going. But he's just such a good guy to have in the clubhouse. Good energy keeps everybody like, like you know, good place. Compared so. to Andrew, who's really loud. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, I gotcha. No, I think that's a really cool opportunity because, and and I'm going to ask you about this too. But going back to the spring, you know, at that point, look, everyone wasn't really sure how bad it was. Uh, we didn't have a lot of the facts that we do now about coronavirus, and everyone was okay with shutting down. Um, do you feel upset? Um, you're disappointed at how everything was handled back in the spring to now. Uh, now we're playing college football, not Hillsdale. Don't get me started on that. But, you know, a lot of places are playing college football. I'm sure there are some baseball teams playing fall ball because they're at the Division One level or they're NAIA. You know, what's just kind of your feeling of the whole process of not being able to compete and going back to last spring where you missed an opportunity of a season? It's, obvi- it's obviously hard because nobody really knew what was going to eventually become of it in the spring. So when we got shut down, I wasn't necessarily angry. I was more just disappointed because we got kind of we got let down pretty hard. We were at we were at practice one day and ET called us for a meeting. Basically said the season was over. Man, and the like the writing was on the wall. We kind of knew what was going to happen, but it was just hard to hear it that way. And so we got sent home for a while. And I was never angry at how it happened. I understood why the season ended because we were you know in danger ourselves and as a result endangering teammates, coaches, right. professors. So it was it was a, it was hard but I was never really angry about it. Talking to Cooper Peterson here on Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM and you know Cooper you guys have an opportunity to, you know, obviously not play against other teams but obviously play against each other. How are you feeling right now? How's how's the ball coming off your bats and and obviously handle you handling the pitching staff? How's that going? I'm feeling good overall. I'm a little tired, a little sore, mm-hmm. but 
Uh, in general, the arm feels good. The bat feels good. And I feel like I'm getting a good feel for some of the young guys we got coming in. So You guys had the blue and black yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, how'd you hit? Um, <laughs> I had a grand slam. Whoa. Oh, okay. Whoa. I thought he was going to be like. I thought it was like, oh, I was like, I right. had the golden sombrero and yesterday. I had a single Sorry. and I flew out four times. So, Okay. So Two what? For six. Two for six with. Grant with, with four ribbies at least five ribbies four four okay yeah. okay i wasn't sure what that single looked like a grand it slam wasn't, it wasn't a pretty single it was it wasn't great a grand slam yeah. i mean what so take us through that like what, what was the count like what were you looking for come on give me All some right. details you can brag about yourself on the radio a little bit oh you know paul brophy was on the mound last oh of paul yeah, so. poor paul you gonna do this paul. to paul? paul yeah uh so the last at bat that i'd uh, faced before this one, he'd throw me a fastball first pitch, and I hit it off the wall for a double. Um, so I kind so you knew he wasn't going to do that again. I assumed that he wasn't going to be doing that again. So he threw me a couple of curveballs. He spiked one and then left one high, and he just he threw it to me again and hung it, and I just pulled fastball. No curveball. Oh, you went three straight curveballs on you. Yeah, a little unorthodox. Wow. But I just sat on it, pulled it to the wall. So, oh yeah. my gosh, that's so cool. Did you? Did you say already? Do you, are you an oppo hitter? No. No, you're you. Um, um, I if I hit oppo, it's I'm late on a fastball. Mm -hmm. That's my. Pro I'm a pole hitter all the way. Mm -hmm. No, I can't. Outside pitches, I leave them. I'm was, working on it. Mm, it's all we can do at this point. <laughs> right. So well, I was gonna say, I was just about to say, we have like two more years left in our career, but obviously. You have the coronavirus or the corona year, which gives us an extra year of eligibility. So technically, you're a sophomore athletically. Do you have any idea if you're going to take that extra year and stay on campus? Uh, what's your thought process going with all that? I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I'm going to probably evaluate at the end of this year and then let ET know what my decision is. But I haven't like I haven't said yes or no to anything officially yet. And obviously, with our season's kind of still up in the air in the spring. Hopefully, I'm fingers crossed we're going to play. I have a good feeling about it. But what is ET's message to all of you right now? Is like you're training. You don't even know if you're going to have a season. So, like, really, what are you practicing for? We're preparing like we're going to have the season. In my mind, there's no reason that we shouldn't have the season if they need to add a few extra regulations. But we're, we're preparing for a season, and that's just how it is. Talking to Cooper Peterson on Radio Free Hills, the 101.7 FM on Charger Rundown and uh, – Cooper, again, you talked about the Grand Slam you had yesterday, obviously this whole coronavirus thing, but let's go a little bit back to your childhood. Have you always wanted to play baseball? Were you always a baseball kid? Like, did your dad put that on you when you were younger? Like, how did you come to fall in love with the game of baseball? I've been playing baseball since I was four or five years old, and my dad always, he loved it. And my, like, my mom was a basketball player, so I come from a pretty athletic background. I'm horrible at basketball though, so I had to go with baseball. I'm sure, your mom is very pleased. Oh yeah, my my grandpa's a Hall of Fame player and coach in Wisconsin, and I got none of that talent. What? Yeah. What are the Petersons, man? Are you kidding me? No. So you're saying we should have had your grandpa on today instead of you? He's much more impressive at this point. Yes. So so like what the Wisconsin State Basketball Hall of Fame is that yeah. what that's called? Oh mm -hmm. my goodness! Yeah. Like a, a high school coach, high like, school coach and player. Yeah, and, and I got none of it. None of the so basketball. You didn't even play. I mean, listen. I played. I'm not very good. Okay. Yeah. So there was. So they were a little disappointed in you. Just... A little is probably an understatement. But okay. yeah, <laughs> I got you. But you found your own niche in baseball. Like, why baseball? 
I, I've always loved baseball, and my, my dad loved it, so yeah. I was always exposed to it as a kid. And then, you know, I was they took us to Tigers games, and when we lived in Illinois for a little bit, we went to some Cubs games. So and where does your where are your loyalties loyalties lie? Oh, Tigers! I'm a Detroit oh, sports my man. fan. It's it's my a, man. Okay, first of all, it's a hard uh, life We're recording these days. this on Sunday, and as some of you are probably listening, uh, know what happened with the Lions game. We're just not even going to talk about it. It's a hard life as Lions fans. Uh, we're not going to talk about it. Um, but the Tigers. I mean, so for me growing up, Maglio, uh, obviously JV and Cabrera kind of solidified the players that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. For you, I mean, I don't know who you kind of idolized as a kid, but who are kind of your guys? Is that you, the guys that you looked up to when you were playing? Pudge Rodriguez. Is oh, the, baby, he's he's the. How one. could I even forget about number seven? Yeah, that's the, that's the reason I wear number seven to this day. Oh, wow, Ivan, Ivan, right? I mean, he he started that whole thing. Even when he was a Ranger, I loved him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, if if Pudge doesn't sign with the Tigers, uh, the Tigers probably still wouldn't even had any success yeah no, he was he, he kind of started this whole thing and, and basically turned around the the franchise basically by himself i mean that signing was so big but you know what about pudge rodriguez i mean there's a lot of good qualities about him but it was just was it his team leadership i mean obviously he had a cannon behind the plate why pudge i mean it's the it's a mixture of like you know i'm a detroit sports fan mm-hmm. and he was playing for the tigers when i was you know at that impressionable age and you know he, he just he had a cannon strapped to his side and so it was always just like seeing him throw guys out was always really cool to me. And I, when I was younger, I wanted to, I always wanted to be the one with all the extra gear. So you wanted the sunglasses wanted, with, the, with the with the helmet. Well, I then, wanted the chest protector and yep. the shin guards. And now it's just heavy. But <laughs> Reagan, did you ever catch? No, right. I played every position, but I never caught. Do you think was, we can make that happen? With do you think I could catch in a college game? I think you should catch. In a I think I could game. work my magic with Coach Kyle and be like, yeah, I think you, you just should get, just throw me you, in there. You just got to ask really nicely. Yeah, I I think there's a little more to it. No. I'm not gonna lie, but maybe against like Alderson Broadus. Just, just up you're ten up, down. You're up twelve one. Yeah, right. right? What's twelve one last happen? inning? You're like right. you're like Coach. I played every spot in the field. Just give me this opportunity, please. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean. Okay, well, let me say, I, I mean, I did catch once in oh, travel. Okay, and like you did catch. I, I was like maybe 14. The tournament director said I was the best catcher to come through all day. But <laughs> but <laughs> I think college is a little bit different. I, this is the thing with catchers, too, and I want to ask you this, Coop. What's the best conversation you've had with an umpire? Because the relationship between a catcher and an ump is, is just like unmatched across sports. What is the strangest, maybe the best conversation you've had with an umpire behind the plate? We we have the same umpires uh, a lot in the fall, so I get to know them pretty well. So just ch- talking with them all the time is just like, you know, I'm just trying to have Small fun. talk. Yeah. yeah, small talk, and I'll make fun of my pitch or I'll make fun of something that happened. Just like, you know, build some camaraderie so he's on my team when it comes to that borderline strike. But my favorite conversation with an umpire probably be from high school where – this is, you know, the high school umpires aren't good, like notoriously. Like if the ball gets there in the air, it's probably going to be a strike. They're bad. Oh, yeah. So I was, my brother was pitching and so catching and it was like, he called a pitch strike that was clearly not a strike. And after the, the kid strikes out, he's walking back. He kind of says over my shoulders, like, like, I definitely missed that one. And I was like, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that kind of energy, like he was willing to admit his mistake and we were, okay, laugh about it. And it went in my favor this time. Like I've been called out at some bad strike threes, but just being able to have that conversation is always fun. Okay. So 
how what's your like wiggle room with framing pitches? Because have you ever gotten yelled at for that behind the play? Like you like quickly jab back to the strike zone and our umpire's like, dude, come on, man. I've never gotten yelled at. I've seen kids get yelled at, but okay. it's when you it's when you show up the umpire that's when it becomes an issue. When you hold it, if you're it, right? holding it there for like three or four seconds, then the umpire is going to get upset with you. So is is it like three seconds? It's like hanging on the rim after a dunk. Like what what is the appropriate time to stop holding the the pitch? I I don't know if there's an appropriate time, but I I like you present and then it's over. So like it's not even like you don't even hold it for a second because like. If you take too long, like the umpire's gonna see that and think you're trying to show him up, and you just rather play it safe in that regard. Okay, that's fair. Uh, talking to Cooper Peterson here on Charger Rundown Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, talking about his illustrious uh, catching career. Uh, and Coop, let me tell you, man, there are some hot days. I caught a few games uh, in my day. Uh, man, you put How'd on that catcher's gear. Oh, don't talk about me. I mean, I, I wasn't very good. I mean, you're the one still playing. Um, you know, it's just some hot days and you throw that stuff on. Oh, have, you ca- have you kind of gotten used to it or is it still brutal when you get to college? I mean, it's, di- we play in a different season, right? Like when I was young, you don't get into June yeah. when you're playing in, in college baseball yeah. or not all the time, I should say. Yeah. I remember there was one game. This is when I was probably 13 or 14, but it was like 96, 97. And they were selling at this point, like big, like one and a half liter jugs of Gatorade. And I drank two of them by like the fourth inning, and it was like, and I was still just dying of heat. But like playing in the spring and in the fall, like you know, you get a little bit more of the mild temperature, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit friendlier. But it's, it's, you know, it can get hot in the summer. Well, Coop, uh, congratulations again on your uh, championship in the home run derby, and we wish you the best of luck in the fall uh, as you guys go through the blue and, and black scrimmages, and uh, hopefully get to see you out there for some games in the spring. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.